This December 16th and 17th, Northwest Valley Baptist Church presents A Walk Through Christmas, a special night of fun and excitement for all ages. Come and see the live nativity scene with animals and narration. Listen to live Christmas music and caroling while enjoying hot chocolate and coffee. Take part in crafts for kids and explore our candy cane forest. Take a complimentary family picture at one of our photo booths. Get your free tickets at walkthroughchristmas.org or go to Eventbrite and search Walk Through Christmas. If you want God's blessing, if you want God's providential protection, if you want God's preservation in your life, walk closely with Him. His instructions prevent. His providence protects. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Today we continue our study of the life of Elisha the prophet who took the mantle of the role of prophet of God after Elijah bringing you part one of a message titled Preservation and Destruction. We are in 2 Kings chapter 8 and we'll hear more about a certain woman who had received her son back from the dead through the ministry of Elisha and continued to listen to the prophet's advice throughout her life. Here's Dr. Shaw to read to us from our text. Open your Bibles with me to the book of 2 Kings chapter 8. 2 Kings chapter 8. It's really an interesting thing as we look through 2 Kings. And we've we've been looking through these stories of kings. We We see certain stories that seem to be separate, and yet, I, I don't know, it seems to me like they're connected. Oftentimes we see contrasting stories, the way God deals with one person as opposed to the way that he does the other. Like when we looked at Gehazi and then the axe head floating, the whole idea of need and greed and those two, uh, those two going. And, and I see that same. We have these two stories with two contrasts here in the book of Second Kings chapter 8. Uh, Second Kings chapter 8 um, beginning in verse 1. It says this, Then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise, and go thou and thine household, and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn, for the Lord hath called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years. 
And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God, and she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. And it came to pass at the end, at the seven years' end, that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines, and she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the things that Elisha hath done. And it came to pass, as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life, that behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, uh, this is, and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. When the king asked the woman, she told him, So the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land even until now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, bless your word. We ask you because you tell us to ask, but you also have promised that it will not return void. And so, Lord, I pray that we would have this sense of what it means to walk with you and the importance of walking with you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him. And what? He will direct thy paths. Uh, In fact, we see in that passage of Scripture when there's honor the Lord with your substance, the first fruit of all your increase. And what, what will happen? Your barns will be filled with plenty and your presses burst out with new wine. So, I mean, there, I, I want to be careful. We, we don't believe in a health and wealth gospel. We don't believe in a, in a prosperity gospel. If you're right with God, then everything will be wonderful. No one will be sick and, you will, uh, and everyone will be rich and it's God's blessing for everybody to re- be rich. Okay, that, there's a health and wealth gospel that is contrary both to the teaching of the New Testament and, of course, the very first book, chronologically speaking, written in the Bible, the book of Job, deals with why good people suffer and the, the whole concept of that. But in, in avoiding the idea of the prosperity gospel, it's, all, it's also important for us to remember that obeying and walking with God has benefits. Does that make, make sense? There, there is blessing. There is a place of blessing. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly store, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Right? But in fact, it says blessing, and it pronounces, the idea is that there is a pronouncement of blessing on his life. So, so there, there is a, there's a general principle of life here. If you want to avoid judgment, for instance... Walk with God without sinning, right? And if you want to receive blessing or be preserved from trouble, walk with God. And you see the example of that in a time of trouble, in a time of difficulty. The northern kingdom of Israel, during the time of Elijah and Elisha, was a wicked place. Generally speaking, the people were wicked people. Now, there were prophets. And there were good prophets. We've seen the examples of those in the passages of Scripture that we've covered already. And we have seen some righteous people. But generally speaking, the people were wicked. And and it is important for us to understand 
That God deals with groups of people in this life. Judgment isn't always just in the life to come. Judgment also does come in this life. There are consequences in this life. And you know what I'm talking about. Every good parent has warned their child about the consequences of sin in this life. And sometimes parents have had to watch their children suffer the consequences of sin. There are some parents who are good parents who've had to talk to their children about their own suffering, consequences of sin in their own life. One of the things that's sometimes rather hard for us to describe is the blessings that God has given us in our lives of walking with him. And we don't often see that because we don't often recognize the blessings that we have. It's sometimes others that recognize the the blessings that we have. You know, it's the, the idea of famine and drought. God deals with nations with regard to these things. I was um, in seminary. One of my seminary professors, had a, when he was teaching at another school, he was actually in Minnesota, um, one of the young men, I shouldn't say young men, he was a little bit of an older man, that had chosen to go into ministry after a, after a career in agriculture. He had a doctorate in agriculture and had worked on farms throughout the Midwest. Do you, some of you folks are old enough, I shouldn't say this, some of you folks are old enough to remember the 1970s. Okay? If you're old enough to remember the 1970s, do you remember it seemed like Russia had a drought every year? And we were always sending grain. Do you remember that? We were always sending grain and crops over to what was the enemy at the time because the world was divided into two teams in those years. There was the free world and there was the communist world. And, you know, it's the, that's the way the Olympics seemed. That's the way it was. And, it, and, it, and I remember it, people were frustrated. Why are we sending them grain? Why are we sending them stuff? Well, they, they were hungry. They needed to eat. But this particular man was on a team of scientists, agriculturally based, that were sent to the Soviet Union at the time to try to figure out why they were having so much problem. And he said the the scientists, they looked at the soil and they tested the soil and they found... They found no particular problems in the soil in these areas. They, 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 they looked at the, the, the grain that was being used, the seed that was being used, the type of... I mean, looked at all of these things, and, and eventually they came back and they said, we just, we just can't figure it out. There, it won't grow. Here, it grows. And he said there were some unbelievers on the team who came to the conclusion it had to be God. Dr. Shaw will come back with more on how the unbelieving Russian scientists came to the conclusion that it was God who was not allowing the Russian soil to produce crops because they rejected God. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, and part one today of a message titled, Preservation and Destruction as we continue a study of the life and times of Elisha the prophet. Visit daretostand.org to find out more about Dr. Schultz's church or this radio program.
Many in our community are struggling with addiction. Here's Dr. Shaw to talk about an addiction recovery ministry at his church called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thanks, Dr. Shaw. If you would like more details about the addiction recovery ministry called Freedom That Lasts, please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church, 623-581-3115. And now, let's get back to Dr. Shaw as he tells us more about his visit to Russia and the conclusion of the Russian scientists that God must have something to do with the success or failure of growing crops. And he said, and they said, well, you know, here's a country who still has at least on its currency in God we trust, and here is a, con- a country whose official position is there is no God. I don't, I don't know if that was the reason, but I do know this. God deals with nations. He deals with the nation of Israel. We, throughout, we see throughout the Old Testament, he deals with nation, not just the nation of Israel, but nations round about. He dealt with Babylon. He, dealt, he, deals with, he deals with the Syrians here. He deals with individual kings. God is not just active in the world dealing with you know, certain groups of people that he only cares about. God is dealing with the world. God is active in the entire world at all times. And I, and I think we see this in these particular passages of Scripture. So let's, let's just take a look. And I, and, and I want to talk about the importance of simply walking with God to enjoy a life of blessing. Just simply being close to Him. Pastor Scott used to say this when he was youth pastor here. And uh, most every good thing that he did say, he plagiarized from the youth pastor that we had growing up. Pastor Dave, and he would say that. One of the things that he used to say is, you know, on the trips, he who stays close to the youth pastor, what, fares best. You know, if you, if you hang close, that's where the good things will happen. There'll be special, you know, if you're, uh, you're trying to stay out on the fringes so nobody sees you and try to get away, no, the, the place for, the place of blessing is going to be the place that is close. Can I just, there, there is a biblical principle. When you remain close to God and you walk in close fellowship with him, the Bible tells us that there is a place of blessing. There is a place of preservation. And, and, I, and I want to remind you, when you're worrying about the trouble ahead, you know, all the bad things that could be happening in the world, and the, you know, the way the market is going, and, and what's happening politically in the world, here's what I will tell you. The best thing to do is walk close to God. You know, some folks' solution is we're going to, we're, I, I don't know, maybe there are preppers here saying, you know what I'm talking about, the preppers? 
It's kind of a big thing among the Mormon group, especially, you know, pile up all the stuff and have all the, in, in case of a time of difficulty, have, have lots, of, lots of food and all, all stored up and lots of, lots of water and stuff, to, you, know, you know, all of that. And much better. Now, it's all right to be wise about the future, but it doesn't matter to prepare for everything you possibly can if you're not walking close to the Lord. And so we have an example of two different people here. The first one is the woman whose son Elisha raised from the dead. We already talked about that story. And the second is Ben-Hadad. And we'll, we'll see in the last part of this story um, when Elisha actually goes to Syria. And so let's, let's take a look, first of all, about the God who preserves and he's the God of preservation. And it's a wonderful thing here in this story. Then spake Elisha unto the woman uh, whose son had been restored to life. Now, we have this story, and, it, and it's right here in the text. We tend to look at the story, stories in Scripture as absolutely chronologically. Now, I'm going to read something in this story that might indicate that this story isn't in direct chronological order. And, you, and you'll see it here. And it came to pass... The woman comes back. And the king, verse 4, notice what it says. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God. Now, why would the king's discussion with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, why might that indicate that this story is not happening at this particular point? Anybody know? Gehazi has a problem right now. I mean, we already know from earlier, Gehazi was struck with leprosy. Well, you say, well, now, I notice, you notice this word, it says then. That's simply a connective Hebrew word. It, it could easily be translated now. Uh, now this happened. It's simply telling this particular story. And I, and I think you say, well, why would a story be out of chronological order? I think it's out of chronolo- chronological order to put two stories together so we can see what God is doing in the lives of individuals, while we also can see what God is doing in the lives of nations. So probably this is a story that happened much earlier, because I think it's very unlikely that Gehazi is talking to the king of Israel un- with leprosy. Okay? So... so so let, let's just talk about this for a moment. It's so, so, so the woman here, it's an interesting thing that happens here. There is a famine that is going to happen in the land. And we see in chapter 4, verse 38, a discussion about the famine. Six, chapter, six, chapter 6, verse 25, there's also discussion about the famine in different times in which there was a long period of famine, a period of seven years. And, uh, and Elisha tells this woman that there is going to be a famine. There's going to be a famine for a period of seven years. Now, I don't know why. Bible famines seem to always be seven years, but it seems like they're fairly regularly seven years. They were in, the, in Egypt, right? Joseph's prediction of the famine was seven years, but we have a particular famine of seven years. And he says, Arise, go thou and, and thy household, take the, their, your son, and, and go somewhere else. For seven years, you're going to avoid the famine, the destruction, the difficulties, and there would have been a lot of difficulties that were happening during this land, during the land at this time. Now, what I think is fascinating is this: in the middle of all the big stuff that God is doing, He cares about the little people. Does that make sense? 
he cares about the individuals. And he gives instructions. Now, there are his instructions that prevent. In this particular case, he says, the famine is coming. And, um, and, and so go someplace. And she, she gets up and she goes to the, the land of the Philistines. Of all places, the land of the Philistines. Now, we know in the Old Testament, Abraham went down to Egypt when there was a time of famine. Uh, we do know that Ab- the, the rest of uh, Jacob's family also went down to Egypt in a time of famine. We do see uh, the story of Ruth, for instance, and, um, and Naomi and her family, Naomi and Elimelech taking their boys and going to Moab in, the ta- in a time of famine. And so this was a common thing for people to do, to go in a time of famine, but there was enough warning that, that she could be preserved. Let me just remind you of something. There are all kinds of warnings in Scripture that can keep us from times of trouble and times of difficulty. Now this was supernatural prophetic warning at a particular time, but God does give us warnings in Scripture that prevent us from time of famine. And then God also sometimes simply providentially protects his people from times of difficulty. Dr. Shaw will be back with a closing thought about heeding warnings from God and walking in obedience to God, which preserves us from destruction. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 930 a.m., Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m., and Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. If Dr. Shaw's teaching is a blessing to you, we encourage you to visit daretostand.org. Consider supporting this radio ministry with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. Your donations help to keep Dr. Shaw on the air. We would love to give you free copies of Pastor Shaw's teaching and minister to you personally. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today at 623-581-3115 and let us serve you in any way we can. You're always welcome to visit Sunday morning services at 9.30 a.m. or Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. Don't forget Dare to Stand airs Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on this same station. I'm Celeste Montague inviting you to join us next time for more in our study of the life of Elisha the prophet. Now, here's Dr. Shaw with some closing thoughts about God's protection and preservation for those who walk closely with Him. Join us for more next time, right here on Dare to Stand.
Now, you say, well, does God do this for everyone? No. There were faithful people that remained in the land. There were prophets that remained in the land. Elisha, for God's purposes, remained in the land. But if you want God's blessing, if you want God's providential protection, if you want God's preservation in your life, walk closely with Him. His instructions prevent. His providence protects. Now notice, but, but that none of that works unless you obey. Obedience is necessary. <laughs> 